Hey everyone, it's Bobby Hundreds. You're listening to Adam Bomb Squad Presents Bomb Talk. It's my weekly Twitter Spaces live show that I do, and um, afterwards we wrap it up, record it, and drop it right here wherever you're listening to your podcasts. Uh, today's episode is actually pretty amazing on many levels. When I invited my first guest, Betty from the Deadfellas, it's an it's an NFT project based out of Australia. I wasn't intending to build out a room where it was going to be all of the leading females in the NFT space. It just so happened to be that way. We also tagged on the Ethereals co-founders, Rad Laser Falcon. We have Rachel and Taylor in the room as well. All amazing women, all also with great insight into NFTs. And as you're soon about to see or hear, Reese Witherspoon also joins us. Reese, the actor, the producer, the, the business maven, She's curious about NFTs. She wanted to learn a little bit more. And it just so happens that she's here to not only empower, but be educated by the women in the NFT space. And so we somehow, by chance, by accident, and maybe one day it won't seem so strange to have a woman-led NFT room here on Spaces today. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode Bomb Talk is once a week, every Monday, on my Twitter, Bobby Hundreds. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone. Uh, we're just welcoming everyone into the room. I'm currently looking for my co-hosts, Adam Bomb Squad. There you are. Invited to co-host. And um, we have the Hundreds here up on stage as well. Everybody, welcome to the room. This is Adam Bomb Squad Presents Bomb Talk, our third episode live here in L.A. from the Hundreds home base. Um, for those who don't know who I am, I'm Bobby Hundreds. I'm the co-founder of the Hundreds, which is a very old streetwear brand now, but still relevant and very cool. Um, based here in Los Angeles, uh, we've been doing this for close to two decades, and this year we fell madly in love with the world of NFTs or the metaverse, as we like to call it. We dropped a project called Adam Bomb Squad not too long ago, a little over a month ago. Actually, I think we're about to come up on two uh, months of ABS. Our community um, is 25,000 different, unique Adam Bomb collectibles. Adam Bomb is our mascot from our brand from over the years. And uh, we wanted to kind of tell a little bit of a history lesson with this project and um, take you through the, the history of the hundreds design. So even the backgrounds correspond to designs that we've produced and published over the years and many, many different iterations of Adam. Um, and so our project's a, a little bit different. It wasn't made this year, it wasn't generated by a computer. It was all hand-drawn, hand-designed by multiple artists. We have many collaborators in our collection as well. That Adam Bomb Squad drop, uh, it sold out right away in 40 minutes. But for those who are new to NFTs, a lot of how this operates is um, those collectibles, they start flipping and trading and um, trading hands uh, on the secondary market. It's not unlike what you see with sneakers, uh, streetwear, vintage clothing, and the collectibles that you and I grew up with. Garbage Bell Kids and sports cards, which have had a real resurgence over the last few years. Same kind of deal. Um, so if you're still interested in getting a bomb from the Atom Bomb Squad 
NFT collectibles. Uh, there's 25,000 of them out there. They're all out there on a website called OpenSea, OpenSea.io. Now look up Adam Bomb Squad. There's a verified page where you can find our uh, legitimate, authentic collectibles from the Adam Bomb Squad collection. They're all owned by different people now. And you can make a bid or you can buy it now. And so you can pick one up off the floor. Um, it's a great time to get into NFTs this last week just because there's been a dip as Ethereum's been going strong. This tends to happen in cycles. And so uh, if you're looking to get into some of your favorite projects, this is the way to do it. You're listening to Bomb Squad. Uh, sorry, you're listening to Bomb Talk by the Adam Bomb Squad. And that's uh, by me, Bobby Hundreds, your, your host here. I've been doing this show now for three weeks. And the intent of the show was, number one, to interview and feature different holders from our community. These guests actually are bomb holders themselves. Um, and they have stories to tell. They have insight to give and experiences to share from the NFT space. You know, I think this world, this crypto world, can be very dark and can be very lonely. Uh, we are all very much isolated from each other coming off of the pandemic. But just the anonymous nature and the pseudonymous, pseudonymous nature of the metaverse lends itself to a really cool mysterious element, but also can be, uh, can be quite fear-inducing. There can be a lot of scamming going on, a lot of rugging, and um, people feel a little bit crazy sometimes because they're out there on their own doing this. And so it helps to bring human faces, human voices to the conversation because the community um, needs to find each, find each other as people first. We need to build these friendships and relationships first. The discords help with that. The Twitters help with that. But this room, Bomb Talk, is really intended as a way for me to help guide you through, uh, for me to connect with you all, and for you to connect with each other. Uh, Twitter has been great for that, these spaces. If you're listening to people up on stage that you're curious about, please follow them. If you're finding people out there in the crowd that you're looking through their profile and you feel like, you know, you might have a connection there, like reach out to them, talk to them. This is what it's all about. Over the next year, I really think that the NFT community, the NFT technology is really going to start coming to a head because the community is going to do a better job of finding each other. Um, and so we're doing our part with this uh, podcast, I guess you could call it, a radio show, a live show. It's called Bomb Talk. It's presented by Adam Bomb Squad and I'm Bobby Hundreds. Now, having said all that, today's topic uh, really came about as a result of me having multiple conversations with other NFT founders. And we realized that what we were going through as the artists and the creators behind a lot of your favorite projects um, were unspoken, unheard of, and not really quite shared out there. You hear a lot about the noisy news elements of NFTs. That's the bags, right? There's like just quick wins. There's a lot of money floating around. There's a lot of quick glory. Uh, but you don't realize um, often that that is coming at a heavy tax. There's a heavy price with that. Um, there's a lot of emotional toil that comes with it, a lot of insecurity and anxiety. Um, I know some creators who've uh, been suffering a lot of depression just because it's really, really hard. There's a lot of pressure. And so whether you're releasing a collectible set of 25,000 or you're just getting into NFTs to make them one by one, um, I think you're still going to go through a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today. They're going to range anywhere from imposter syndrome to just a crippling fear and anxiety of not knowing how to run a proper business, 
You know, I always say that with our project, Adam Bomb Squad, overnight, we had over 7,000 different holders, uh, 7,000 different wallets and unique wallets that were associated with these bombs, 7,000 new customers that we gathered overnight. We essentially built a company out of thin air. And with that new company comes a lot of demand and expectations and a lot of pressure. And a lot of creators and artists are not set up for that. A lot of creators and artists aren't set up for the onslaught of both positive and negative energy that comes at them through the discourse and the Twitters, right? There's just a lot of expectations that are put on creators and uh, we don't talk enough about that either. And so this room today, this conversation is gonna really center around what it's like to build these projects for one, the thrill of it, the beauty of it, the really great and cool and constructive, positive, beneficial aspects of it that we're bringing to the arts community. But we're also going to talk about the hard parts, the difficult parts, um, you know, the maddening parts that really aren't circulated enough in the conversation. It's always just about money. It's always just about these assets. It's about the art. But, but today, I want to talk about the people. So my first guest, um, as it turns out, that this room just happens to be a lot of amazing women founders in crypto and NFTs. Um, there aren't enough. Uh, we are all collectively working on it. And if we're not, we should be trying to work on this. Um, but we have all women founders joining us today as guest speakers. So I'm really, really grateful to have um, our first guest is going to be Betty from the Dead Fellas Project. I know that I know there's a lot of dead fellas in the room. Um, let it be known that you're out here. This is a project that has uh, launched this year and has garnered some really amazing success, has a lot of goodwill around the project. Uh, a couple, if I'm not mistaken, it's Betty and her husband, and they've been running this project together, um, running the entire business and the brand. It's pretty amazing to watch. And then after we talk to Betty, we're going to invite up um, a few of the women who are the founders, the co-founders of another recent project called Ethereals. It's, it's pretty brand spanking new and uh, has also gained a lot of attention and energy just because I love it, first of all. I just love the art, but the team is so rock solid and they're very well-intentioned. They have long-term plans. So we're gonna get to talking to them. And then we'll end the conversation by talking to everyone. So without further ado, I'm gonna bring Betty up here. Betty, let's see, I am going to have you Hello. speak? Hello. Oh, yeah, you're already in the room, Betty. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Yeah, hey, thanks for having me. Um, I was rugged just before I, uh, just before, <laughs> just before, with, before even speaking. So I don't have good luck no. with spaces. Um, so we'll see how we go. But yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I really appreciate uh, the conversations that I've had with you. I heard you speaking on spaces a while ago. Having connected with you, um, you know, in conversations uh, in DMs, I appreciate um, your contribution, I guess, to the space and what you bring. And I feel like a lot of these sorts of um, things and, and these spaces built around featuring women can be um, virtue signaling. And I don't like being held up as like, look at me, I'm supporting a woman. Um, that's not what it's about, but I don't feel like you are that person. I, I feel like you actually, you know, are the opposite appreciate, um, what we're doing for the work. And, um, yeah, so I just wanted to say that I do appreciate you. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's super nice. Thanks, Betty. <laughs> uh, you know, it is funny when we were, 
putting together this room, it just happened to be that uh, on the ethereal side, I've been talking to Rachel um, a lot. And so uh, when we were thinking of having you involved and, and Rachel and I had been talking a lot over the weekend, just what it's like as these NFT founders and, and what we go through and what we should probably warn and advise and also suggest to other people looking to get into this. And I was just like, you know, Betty and I have been having the same conversation and just so happens that everyone that we were inviting into the room to, to speak onto the panel happen to be women. Um, but it's also, I think it is a strong and important statement that we need to make uh, about the space because as we all know, um, when there is a scarcity or a lack of female representation in any industry marketplace, especially in the arts, the conversation is very lopsided and stale. And uh, we just want as diverse um, as many uh, a myriad types of myriad viewpoints as possible because it lends in my opinion diversity always lends to a stronger uh, creativity stronger marketplace um, and so I just want as 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 wide array of voices as possible um, and so it just so happened to be that way so thanks for acknowledging that Betty thank That's you super cool. yeah I think um, that um, as we move forward it's definitely going to be something that people just realize you know we're 50 percent of the population so it's not like we're a minority but um just the the way that voices are suppressed in industries that are male dominated um i do feel like the conversation is shifting punk uh, 2476 previously known as archic recently tweeted about this and i loved it um she said we don't need we don't need help and we don't we just need people to you know give give up space i guess <laughs> i agree if uh someone from the anabon squad side could find that tweet and post it up at the top that would be cool it's punk 2476 yeah it's pretty spicy so <laughs> but yeah <laughs> well, we, like the spice. we don't mind yeah, it at I all i like spice too um, yeah we need that i um so, Betty, I wanted to just quickly go over your project for all the ignorant people like myself who are very new to Dead Fellas and want to know more. Uh, where did this project come from? How did you come up with it? And why did you do it? Okay, so um, Syke, my husband, the artist and the co-founder of Dead Fellas, um, he has been a digital artist forever, like forever and ever since a child. And um or an artist since a child and, you know, moved into digital. And um, we have since been together, been um, appreciating art, working in art. We're creative producers. We run an agency um, that we make, like, animations, infographics, branding, video games, like, all kinds of things for um, brands like Google and the Olympics, the UN. Um, and so while that is incredible and we're very grateful for that caliber of clientele at the same time it's quite stifling creatively and um and so with we were struggling also like I won't I won't um beat about the bush it's like I'm sure most creatives have been in that situation where you've got these amazing opportunities and seemingly this incredible work um but things aren't lining up and with we had quite a few um we've had quite a few years of like bad luck we had um bushfires I'm sure you all saw that on the news we were evacuated three times it was very stressful um I was very very sick when I was pregnant in hospital and 
Uh, we've had a housing crisis. We were evicted from our house because of the housing crisis and the pandemic. So there were just there's so many things that were going wrong. Um, at the start of this year, Syke was invited um, or introduced to the idea of NFTs by his art collective, the people in his art collective, Depth Core, um, which is an amazing collective, by the way. If you guys are not familiar with that, definitely go and investigate that because it's amazing. Um, so, yeah, as soon as he mentioned NFTs and, you know, told me about it, it was it was not something that I needed to be personally convinced on. I was immediately convinced and I was very excited. I think I screamed <laughs> like this is it. This is this is how we, you know, change things for ourselves. Um, and so I was quite nervous, actually, to engage in the space initially because I saw how male dominated it was and. Um, you know, with the whole crypto bro culture, I was scared to uh, to start talking or to, to, you know, become part of the space. So I was just lurking for like a long time. Um, but Psych was doing his thing, creating art and releasing art. And um, he began to get asked a lot uh, to be the artist on projects. And he got some really cool opportunities uh, through uh punk 4156 he did like an exhibition for them and um the was it rare pepe event that they had as well like really cool things and and then people started asking him if he could be the artist on on larger projects and i was like look why don't we just do this like we this is what we do you know like we we do these these things anyway so let's just do it and I was thinking um we we really love horror <clears throat> and uh just before the the idea of the project came through we had been uh reflecting on the way that you know society in general is quite obsessed with zombies it's like a cultural phenomenon you know it runs through pop culture since the inception of the idea of it um and so I was immediately like we need to do zombies. I, you know, it's, it's us. We can translate what we love into the, into these characters. And, um, I really wanted, I had looked across a lot of projects cause I had been heavily lurking. <laughs> um, and the traits that I saw in the collection were not traits that I could identify with. And they were almost borderline insulting to be quite honest, like the stereotypical, uh, to be, if you want to have a female PFP, um, this was prior to World of Women and everything. It was, you know, like you had to have lipstick or like boobs. And it was just, I was like, who who really, what large group of women is It's not going to identify with this? So I wanted to transcend that. I didn't see much acknowledgement, if any, of um, gender diversity at all, the spectrum of gender. So I just wanted our collection to to completely be removed from that and to be ambiguous to gender. So all of the traits were designed um, completely genderless so that the combination of them when we ran them um, through the code was it came out, you know, people could identify themselves across the whole collection. And I think it's done that really well. I have seen that happening now across more projects and it's really something that I'm very happy to see. Um, Doodles that just launched ye yesterday, I think it was. It's it's It features in their collection. I really enjoy it. Um, so yeah, we took um, inspiration from like 90s animations, like 
uh, Doug and Daria and uh, Scott Pilgrim, you know, comics and queer culture and um, pop culture, movies, different genres of music, different periods of time. So I think that no matter what age you are or what gender you are or where you come from, um, I think that we've managed to kind of encapsulate many people's identities within the collection in a, a respectful way without trying to be the voice of those people because that's also something I don't want to speak for others that, you know, I don't have that identity. But, um, yeah, I, I can't even remember what the question is. I just be rambling on here. <laughs> I, 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 first of all, I, I should preface this by I'm going to be quite rude today and interrupt a lot of people because we have a lot of guests on the panel. So I apologize in advance if I interrupt. Uh, but I didn't want to interrupt you up until now just because I was very fascinated by this story. I'm quite captivated by a lot of the NFT founders I interrupt, uh, but I didn't want to interrupt you up until now just because I was very fascinated by this story. I'm quite captivated by a lot of the NFT founder project stories that I've been hearing this year. Um, I think we're coming off a really strange time, obviously, but because of a lack of resources, because of, uh, let's just say, a, a world that's becoming more inhospitable to people for many different reasons, from social um, to climate, uh, we were forced to think in ways that we never had to before and be resourceful, adaptive, and innovative. And, you know, you screaming with joy when Psych tells you about NFTs for the first time and seeing a solution, if not an exit, um, you know, a lifeboat to get to where you need to go. Uh, I think that's something that many of us in this room, many of us in NFTs can empathize with. Um, I certainly felt that way. I did not nearly go through what uh, a, the year that you had, it sounded pretty rough. Um, but I think I was stuck in, in other creative facets of my life, even within the realm of my industry of streetwear. Um, I think elements of it have become pretty stale creatively. And so uh, artists, I think, are finding this really, really beautiful moment and rhythm and energy in NFTs because um, for the first time they can access their audience in a way that they never were afforded to before. Um, they have access to making money um, off of their creations in a way that they were never quite given before uh, because of gatekeepers, because of um, their circumstances. And so um, I just think like that is what's driving a lot of us as artists and designers and creators. Now, Betty, when you were building a project and it's over time, it's actually been more and more successful. Um, can you share any of the hard parts that come with uh, building on NFTs and, and, and jumping into this space that people might not know about? There are so many hard parts. And something that I see a lot is uh, spoken about a lot, especially with generative projects, is the comparison between, um, you know, in quotations, real art and generative art. And I can say that the work that goes into these generative projects is so, so huge. It's colossal. Um, you know, we designed 400 individual traits and then had to make sure that they were cohesive and, you know, aesthetic. And it it was so much work. We worked basically, was we, we had to basically let our jobs go. We had to really risk that. Like 
in order to make this work. So we were working towards the end of, it was 6am until about 2am every single day, every single day. It was so hard. Um, But I think that because we believed in it so much, I knew it was going to work. And so did Psych. It was just something that we dedicated ourselves to. Um, in terms of now and, and ongoing and immediately, it's really just managing the expectations of the community because we have this strange conversion of people that are um, artists and creatives and uh, innovators. But then we also have this um, the community that come from the, the crypto trading background. And while I love everyone, and appreciate what everyone brings to the community because we are such a new space um you know you often do get tread like a coin almost um whereas you know we're a, we're an art project so what we're bringing is this brand to the world where we can use it as a vehicle for innovation in web3 and and so many opportunities to change what we want in society um and it's a really long-term vision we're zoomed out whereas people are really quite focused on uh, the the changes day to day and the fluctuations even week to week uh, in markets and while that is an important part of it it isn't something that we are personally focused on because it's uh, it's going to fluctuate but it is it is hard because as you said like you have seven thousand holders I think you said we have uh, just over four thousand seven hundred it's nearly four thousand eight hundred and that's a lot of people it's a lot of pressure you're on all the time where we work all day every day all night because we're in Australia the time zone is different um it's yeah it's a lot and I think that I am a resilient person and I am uh equipped to deal with those sorts of pressures uh and so it's like but even even we have have struggled with it um at points because we you know you get messages like one person thinks oh I'll just message them this but actually there's like thousands of people messaging that individually. So it can get a lot not to complain because I know that, um, you know, we have received this incredible opportunity, but at the same time, money doesn't buy mental health. I've said that before. So there's a lot of people that uh, might not have the resources to manage those pressures. Um, Not, you know, not financially, but like actually don't know how to manage those pressures in themselves. It's very difficult. And, um, yeah, I've had a lot of founders reach out actually um, to talk about that and to vent about that because it's it's quite hard. You, a lot of people immediately are quite if they're disappointed, they'll let you know, but like publicly a hundred times. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's it's a strange place to be, um, but at the same time, the positivity. I think we're all kind of raw and new in figuring out how we conduct ourselves in this space. And a lot of people are very, very young. Um, there are, you know, uh, young kids that are trading crypto that um, are being guided by the older people in the community as well. I think that especially now as um, we have a really respectful discourse and um, everyone's very kind. And I think that I hope to see that across all projects because it is, it is a beautiful thing. Yeah. It is really beautiful. And Betty, I'm, uh, I'm glad that you mentioned the mental health aspects. Of it. I mean, my therapy appointment is tomorrow morning. So uh, <laughs> if you have access to therapy and, and, uh, and have the luxury of being able to, um, to, to speak with a therapist, please do so, uh, especially if you're in the world of NFTs and crypto, the amount of 
information is staggering, overwhelming, and too much for one human to bear. Whether you are, have made one NFT, whether you're just a, a collector in the space, whether you're an enthusiast, the, um, the information is too much. And uh, it's something that I write about often, but we are not meant to um, be inundated with this deluge of information every day. The, inf the internet never sleeps, but really crypto and NFTs don't sleep. And so you have to find time to distance yourself from it and give yourself room to breathe. Um, as artists and creators behind projects, you just need that in order to create and to think. Um, because when you're constantly under pressure, I remember the first month after our project dropped, uh, I was really miserable and un unhappy, not because of how the project was going, but because um, it was just like the lack of time that I could dedicate towards being creative, towards uh, marketing energy and um, all the things that I, I'm really good at and really thrive at doing, um, I couldn't do just because uh, of the amount of time I was spending on Discord and answering everyone. And, and we have actually, I think we're getting closer to 8,000 unique people uh, who hold our NFTs. We're, we're coming a pretty substantial community. And I like to interface with everyone one-on-one. -on -one, and um, it's just unrealistic sometimes. I mean, uh, my family's been very patient, but uh, my wife's uh, <laughs> patience and happiness with me has been wearing very thin. And so don't don't forget um, the people around you that love you and, and, and be mindful of them as well. Uh, yeah, I, don't I think to, that just with us. Is, oh, go ahead. No, go I was ahead, just saying, ben. I think with us, we're in like, that's something that's echoed across a lot of people uh, that have spoken to me about it. I think with me, I just have the benefit of, uh, psych kind of in with me with it so we're we're both together in it so I think that's that's really helped um that's really helped me a lot that must be really nice yeah that's helpful when couples have a project that they're working on together and you know so if yeah you know just do as much as you can to share a lot of this information as you're building it with your loved ones around you because it's really confusing when you're on the inside when you're on the outside looking at this, none of it makes sense. And it looks like you've just been abducted by a cult. Um, and so be uh, very helpful and patient in explaining this to the people around you. Um, I didn't mean to stop you there, Betty, but I, I do also want to start talking with the Ethereals team. We have uh, Rad Laser Falcon is here, Taylor's here, Rachel are all up on stage with us. And um, before we actually get to some of the things that we were just talking about, Betty, because I know they can empathize they can share a lot of wisdom and insight on that end. Um, I don't know who wants to begin on the ethereal side, but let's get a quick rundown on how your launch has gone, what your project is about, and how you feel today. Um, do you, does everybody mind if I go first? I think that's perfect. Go right ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, I'm, I'm Rad Laser Falcon. Um, I um, head up creative strategy, brand strategy, um, storytelling. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm Rad Laser Falcon. Um, I um, head up creative strategy, brand strategy, um, storytelling and positioning. Um, how our launch has gone so far, it went really good despite launching uh, while Mercury was in retrograde. Um, <laughs> which kind of scared me um, if you're like into the woo-woo stuff. Um, we had like a little minor hiccup um, 
with uh, overwhelming our external servers, which was like a safety measure that we went above and beyond to make it safe. And then, you know, Mercury retrograde, uh, we got that corrected pretty, pretty quickly because um, our dev, uh, shout out to, to Nate, is, is a wizard. Um, and then we sold out in like, we sold out in 19 minutes, um, 12,345 um, ghosts. Um, and uh our team is is really great. I just love to shout out to Rachel and Taylor. Amazing. Like, it's super amazing to have um, this many women on a team. Um, to, to Betty's point, it's super absent in, in not only, I think, the NFT space, but it, like largely in the creative spaces in general um, as well. So um, I'll, I'll kind of stop there and, and hand it back to you, Bobby. No, yeah. I don't know if Rachel or Taylor also wanted to chime in there with how you thought that went. It might have been a different perspective from Rad Brad Laser talking. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely touch on this too. I think for us, I think the stress, I mean, it was a clearly like stressful, like going into it. I think as for personal, um, you know, I almost thought that it was going to mellow out um, a little bit in the stress factor post launch. And, um, it has been even more stressful because of, I mean, Bobby, we kind of talked about this, but like the floor price pricing and floors have gone down on, on projects, I think across the board um, in general, but that's been such a huge stressful thing. And it's like, okay, we planned on how do we, what do we do if we don't sell out, you know? And then we're like, okay, that's not an option. We're just going to sell out. But you can think about, you know, um, the what do you, what, how do you go into marketing um, post, like post launch if you don't sell out? You you can you can set up for that. But like, what you don't set up for is what do you do if the floor drops? Like, what what can you do um, to market and and you know really strategize that? And that's been a huge stress on, on us across the board. Um, specifically me being, being someone, um, that's running, you know, um, Twitter and having to see all the comments and people, you know, spreading FUD and everything else. So being, being on the social end, it's, it's definitely been extremely stressful, um, more stressful than I ever even think I could have anticipated, but that's kind of how it's been for me. Yeah, uh, for all of you listening, uh, I'll actually reset the room really fast. This is Adam Bomb Squad Presents Bomb Talk. This is our third episode. I'm sitting in the room with some really powerful and, and intelligent uh, founders in the NFT space. What we're talking about is if you're kind of new to this, um, a lot of the way that a lot of these NFT collectibles projects have been going, there's, it's kind of fallen into a pattern um, where there's roughly about 7,000 to 10,000 to 25,000. That was our project. Different NFTs that you might release as a set. And uh, most of us, especially the ones who have been working on this since the beginning of the year, went into it saying, hey, these pieces are art. They are collectibles. They're like trading cards. They are membership cards to a community. Um, and of course, we hope that like with all art, uh, that they appreciate and value over time, but that isn't the large, the, the main driver. And what happened over the summer is that NFT collectibles took on this, um, 
I guess, kind of day trady investment type of spin to it, which isn't the worst thing in the world. What it did was it brought a lot of attention and energy into the space. The media was really fascinated and captivated by it. And a lot of people got in because they saw um, some real get rich quick opportunities and they've existed out there. Uh, but now where we're at, I feel like in this cycle of NFTs is that a project drops, um, a lot of people jump in, it sells out really quickly, and they might start trading and flipping it right away. Um, so the investors, uh, aka some of these, the, the larger crypto investors, like the whales that we call them, um, or just the flippers in general might come in and do their business. Uh, and just leave the community. And so uh, they're not necessarily sitting around to help build the project or to see this thing in the long run. They're more in it to just to grab a few, make some cash, well, make some Ethereum and get out. And um, that dynamic has been really, really interesting to wrestle with. Uh, one thing that has been happening is that you can see all the secondary sales um, on OpenSea, which is that website I was talking about earlier. You can see what the cheapest collectibles in any collection are going for. And there's uh, more and more emphasis being put on that by certain collectors in the community who are just looking to get it for a quick buck. So you're trying to manage those expectations. You're also trying to build a brand at the same time. And you're at, really above all, I think I can speak for everyone in the room. We're trying to cater, listen to, and build for the community that is down for the ride, right? And so most people in our communities are there to see this project over months, if not years, if not through the end of time. And, uh, you know, we have to keep um, our focus on those people because like any brand or business, there are gonna be people who come in, they're gonna be people who walk into your restaurant and complain about the food and never come back again. But you really wanna cater to the clientele that are there to see you win and work together as a community. So uh, as much as there's like this really negative, depressing aspect that comes with, making these nft collections and watching people complain about prices here and there um we can also talk about the majority of the people in our communities are there because they love the art they love the founders i know they love the founders that are sitting up on this panel with me today um and are just there to see this this project prevail uh, rachel we didn't get to hear from you yet you're you're on the ethereals team as well how has your journey been hi thank you bobby for having us here um, I have so many different thoughts rushing through my mind right now because I feel like that's the best way to describe exactly how the experience has been, right? As soon as you think you have your reins on one emotion, another, you know, just is around the corner. Um, and I think something that's helped me stay grounded and balanced is reminding myself that there are some things that are out of my control, right? Like the market or why people are buying into a project. We've been getting so many questions from people in our Discord server that join maybe, you know, five seconds before they start just attacking us with questions. And my response to them is, you know, I'm not a mind reader. I don't know. Why don't you tell me why you're here? Why, you know, why did you buy into this project? Um, another thing we've been doing is, you know, opening up the floor in our um, Discord to people to come and share um, why they themselves were listing or, you know, because there's a reason behind why people do what they do. And um, my personal experience, 
as of late has been just focusing on the positive because there's always going to be someone somewhere trying to make you doubt yourself, um, doubt the project. And from the beginning, we built our community on love and fun. And, you know, the monetary gains are just a, a, a plus. But again, those are inconsistent, unpredictable. They don't, they don't really hold in, hold as much weight as the community and the strength that we have there. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's been my personal um, experience. You know, uh, can I just add to that? Because I think Rachel brings up a great point. If we just pull back for a minute and like, let go of the token part of NFTs, and really, again, reiterate the art part, there's almost no physical art projects that you can have any uh, any role in a community atmosphere. So what I think is really, really cool and what adds value is that, you know, you buy in, you get a piece of art. What's really even further staggering is like with our projects and many other projects is that you have a piece of this IP. So you have like multi-million dollar IP at your disposal to do what you want, to commercialize it, to use it, to potentially enrich yourself, change your um, financial situation. And on top of that, you have a giant community that's, that is equally, if not more talented than you, um, in a lot of ways that can help to lift you as you go through that journey yourself and can, you know, um, mentor you, support you in a lot of ways that can help to lift you as you go through that journey yourself and can, you know, um, mentor you, support you, partner with you, collaborate with you. And that's just something you don't get if you go into a gallery and buy a painting. Um, and to Betty's point, I had a similar experience because um, Danko, um, the artist on this project, is my partner. And he was going to be doing um, a big painting show in New Zealand. And when the team had originally approached him to work on this project, he was like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. He came home and said, oh, you know, it was really cool. Some of these people I really respect um, offered to have me be the lead artist on an NFT project. And I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, <laughs> go tell them you're doing it. And then we will figure it out with the gallerist and we'll make it happen. Like, like now, call now, like call them back now and do this. Um, and so it was, it was great. And the, the gallerist, you know, he's, he's also a good friend and he had this whole show teed up um, but, you know, COVID locked down Australia, New Zealand, too. So it kind of worked out. But um, he was really understanding. And then he was like, tell me all about NFTs. Um, so, so, you know, it's like, you know, Dinka would have had to spend eight months to prepare this art show and, and had nowhere near the kind of income that he would have gotten from this NFT project and then wouldn't have had this incredible global community with eyes on his art. So, I, I mean, I'm sorry to suck, suck, suck up so much time on this, but, you know, art's something I'm really, really passionate about. You know, I studied uh, fine art in school originally. Um, I, had a, I have a triple major, um, graphic design and marketing communications, focused on advertising, art direction, psychology, and art history. So I went really hard in art history, um, matriculated more than I needed, but just because it's a passion for me um, from the anthropological standpoint as well, like how art informs culture, how culture develops around art, how art is story storytelling tool and community building, things like that. I could go on forever, bore everybody. But the point is, is I think we're on the precipice of a major um, new movement um, 
landmark high bar for for art history and we're part we're makers of a part of this so like i've studied this my whole life you know been fascinated by it and and these movements and and kind of like how it shapes culture um global culture and and how that you know dovetails into industrialization all these kinds of ways that art really shapes um the way that we um move through the world and i think we're we're right here and we're what's so exciting is like we get to be part of it um so so that's that's my take we're we're definitely part of it. We're we're building it. Uh, we're all making history here. Whether you're on the creating side, the collecting side, uh, the investing side, all of it, uh, we are so far ahead. I I've said this before, but we're not early. We are we're the architects. You know, it'd be like saying Mark Zuckerberg was early to social media. It's like no, he he made social media. Um, and so we're out here uh, build, constructing this definition together as a community. And um, I'm, uh, it's going to look entirely different six months from now, a year from now, 10 years from now, 50 years from now. But we're going to be able to talk about it in a way where we were, are hopefully going to be very proud of what we've done. Betty, uh, I want to circle back to you. I don't know if you had anything to add to anything um, that Taylor, Brad Laser, Falcon, or Rachel just spoke on. Uh, I know that even in the course of your trajectory, when we first met, you guys had kind of come off of like uh, maybe a little bit of a, a rough patch or you were trying to figure something out yourselves as far as like floors and all that. Yeah. Um, as I said before, the floor, it's I when when it was first because I didn't really realize what I, I mean I realized what I was getting myself into but I didn't realize to what extent um it would be something that I stressed about initially and um I can honestly say that I just don't stress about that anymore because you know you see the market fluctuate and um there's so many variables and so many things that uh contribute to the fluctuations and a lot of these things are um what what can I say intentional intentionally guided I guess by whales like there's so many things going on I I just don't have time to um even try and speculate that sort of thing I'm just focused on bringing value to the project and um building this brand that I know is um really awesome (laughs) I don't know if that sounds conceited but I am so passionate and so um convinced in my own brand that um it just it's it's not something that i'm truly that bothered with at the moment yeah <laughs> uh, I, 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 we love that energy <laughs> i think you have every right to be confident sorry rachel go ahead oh no it was it was me but um i was just gonna say like it's you know focus on the things that you actually have control over right? yeah exactly that's it. Um, and and that's just something you know i think it was just one of those things that we didn't really anticipate um or at least I didn't really think twice about that um, even being an issue. Um, and now, you know, now it's to the point of exactly what you were saying of like doing what you can, what you actually have control over. And the one thing we have control over is bringing to the people what we, you know, set out here to do and like following through on our part. So I just wanted yeah, to chime it. in on that. You know, to that point, T-Star, you know, because this is such a new space for me and, you know, I have a similar background um, as Buddy and Psych where 
I've been, you know, helping build brands for, you know, near clo- close to, to, to 20 years now. Um, and then I started kind of getting this weird, like anxiety about, you know, floor fu- fluctuation, things like that. And I went back and I was talking to Danko and I'm like, wait a minute, this is just the same. This is the same as anything I've ever, you know, whether it's, you know, beauty products, fashion, to entertainment, to insurance, whatever it is, it's all the same. It's all uh, consumer dynamics. It's all, you know, perceptual persuasive psychology. It's all of like the tools that we've been using um, for this whole time to like really, you know, tell greater truths. It's not so much as like trying to manipulate anything, but like really say, okay, here's, here's something really magical. Let me show you what it's about. And hopefully you agree and you like it. That's like, that's the core of building brands, right? That's the core of, of creative strategy. If you, if you're doing it right, you're not saying anything disingenuous. You're just pointing people in the direction of the things that they already would love um, and, and um, identify with. So like, like I had a similar experience to Taylor. um, But then I came back and I'm like, none of that matters because there's people who are going to like, there's people who are just never going to like, like say a Jeep. There's people who are going to like, never like Coca-Cola. doesn't matter. Like they'll try it, come in, they don't like it, they go away. But the people who, who really love a thing, they're going to stick with it. They're going to fight hard for it. And, you know, when we talked to you um, the other day, Bobby, we were talking about this. It's like psychologically and people who are in branding know this, that, the people who are in, you know, kind of in the, in the minority will oftentimes be like your loudest critics, but you've got this totally giant silent majority who's like completely into you, but maybe they just like, they go, yeah, you're cool. Like, I don't need to tell you like all the time. I don't need to like give you validation every second of the day, but like they're there, you know, we have, we got like 2000 people in our discord, like pretty much like within a couple of days, I think we have 18,000 now and like super active community and anybody comes at FUDs, like everybody runs and attacks. It's like, get out of here. You know, like almost like, like a pack of dogs, like get out of here. You know, you, you know, you, you know, people come in and they start fudding and I go and look at their chat history. It's like, you got here 20 minutes ago, you know, like, yeah. like you don't know what's happening. Um, so, so goodbye. And then I'll screenshot their chat history too. Cause they'll be like, Oh, I've been here forever. And you know, blah, 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 floor price. And I'm like, Hey dude, Hey bro, <laughs> here's your chat history. You have said four things in 25 minutes. Bye. Like, so, yeah. so I think you're right. I mean, community is like key. I think ours is super strong. I freaking love our mods. Like our mods are destroyers. Um, and my happy place is our discord server. If anybody, if anybody wants to know where to find me, when I'm in, like, when I have any spare moment, is going to be in the Discord server. Love, love, that's love the our same, community. That's the same with me. And I think that um, that is a marker of when you have nailed it. Like, if you have created somewhere where you want to hang out and you want to be and it brings value to you personally as well, that's, like, you've nailed it. So I think that the, the branding aspect that you were talking about, um, for me, you've nailed it. So I think that the, the branding aspect that you were talking about um, – for me, I think that I see this really cool opportunity and strength in NFT brands specifically because, as you have said, um, people just want to be a part of something. And that is the disconnect in the old world and it's the disconnect in the way that old 
you know, branding has been done. And, and I think they try and grab that. They try and make you feel part of a community in certain campaigns in certain ways. And it's like, it just doesn't translate. And we represent this shift into like, no, you belong, you can be part of this, we're going to co-create this. Um, and at the end of the day, that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants to belong. Everybody wants to be part of something and to be heard, uh, heard and to be seen. And, uh, and so that's what I hope that we bring. And I, yeah, I've just bought three ethereals also. <laughs> Daddy, I love you. I love you. Wow. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. I need to get oh, a dead rad. And I, yeah. I just want to say, yeah, but- Betty, may, oh, if I may, um, when you first started sharing, personally, this was my first time hearing you speak. I've heard from a couple friends that you are just amazing. Um, and hearing it firsthand, I've been blown away. I instantly joined the Dead Fellows Discord and I've been in there and we've been talking about how much we love you. And I just wanted to tell you that I really appreciate the community that you've built there. Um, they've welcomed me in as well and um, would love to see the ghost that you bought. And I'm going to go get a Dead Fellows <laughs> as well. Um, Thank you. So, so appreciative of you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Um, I think that. Sorry, Bobby, I'll let you speak. (laughs) We're taking over. (laughs) No, no one, no one is here to listen to me speak. Please, Betty, we're all, we want to listen to you. I'm just, I'm, it's really cool uh, for me to connect with um, other women that are working in this space uh, and hear their experiences and, and talk like this. I really enjoy it. Um, Like I am friends with a lot of women um, and gender diverse people. And, um, I make a point of surrounding myself with those people because I don't want to be in that bubble of, uh, crypto bro speak. Like I want, I want the, those voices, the other voices to be like the main ones in my timeline. And so I I make a big effort to, um, engage with that as well. And it's, yeah, it's just really awesome. I'm having the best time. I don't know about you guys. I try and have the best time to eat eat and drink and like, you know, (laughs) go outside and get some sunshine. But like, it is the best thing ever. Yeah, you know, uh, I think with a lot of us, we've kind of come from this world and we're just trying to build this in the way that clients would never let us build it. Um, You know, like, it's almost like, like, it's kind of like the middle finger in a way to the way that brands construct things. Um, I personally feel like, like, um, the dog that's been like on a, on a chain out back for years and then somebody just like let the stick fall (laughs) and the chain broke loose and I'm like running as far and as hard as I can away from that. Um, you know, I, I will retain a few clients, you know, I've, I've had a virtual agency since 203, but I'll retain a few clients that are just like wonderful, amazing human beings who like allow me to, you know, co-create with them. Like, that's what I want out of a client is co-creation. Um, I don't want any more focus groups. I don't want any more, you know, briefs and, and dick dictating and mandates and like all of these kinds of things. And I don't want any more, chicken shit clients that won't take chances and won't be brave. Um, And we're trying to be brave with the brand and the community that we're building. We're trying to like, um, you know, too with ethereals, it was like really important to Danko to like not have anything that was um, 
that was gendered to like have a lot of freedom of movement so that everybody could feel seen and heard. Um, he he's uplifted female voices in our team. Like like it was it, it's always been important to him like as a person to have more female voices um, elevated in any any space. Like he's he's pretty pretty big champion of women with pretty woke woke bro which I was really surprised about but um like I think we can we can like dismantle the, the way brands are born and I actually I agree this way I think mm-hmm. I think that um so my my politics like drive me and um you if you follow me on Twitter you know I'm pretty outspoken how I act on Twitter is very dampened com- <laughs> compared to my uh in real life uh activism I guess you could say um but I feel like I've had people like you know men I'm gonna say men I've had men message me uh you need to keep your politics out of Twitter you need to keep your politics out of uh out of what you're putting online like you're a brand you need to act like it well I think that we have a responsibility to drive our brands in a way that is a vehicle for change that we need so We've, we're living in this crippling, <laughs> crippling world, you know, this is capitalist patriarchy that's, you know, rife with white supremacy. And I, it's not what I want and it's what I want to see the back of. And with you saying, uh, yeah, we have this chance to dismantle uh, these structures, I think, yeah, we do. And we are directly threatening the old way of everything. And I think that... That's why I'm having so much fun on LinkedIn with my with my profile picture. To be quite honest, it's so fun <laughs> uh, because the way I'm received is like with respect and as a professional. But I'm a cartoon zombie with like literally no history on there. But there I am, and I think that is the power. It's like you drive how you want to be received with uh, with how you present yourself, and we're changing how how that's how that's perceived, how professionalism is received how your work is perceived, who is in charge. And I just love it. I love all of it. I think it represents so much change and it's exciting. And yeah, the innovation of like this amalgamation of art and technology and it's so cool. Yeah, I love being a part of it. I'm on a back channel with Rachel right now and I was just telling her <laughs> that I want to be Betty for Halloween. <laughs> I want to be Betty for Halloween. Like, We're both going to be Betty. Yeah. Yeah. Me Betty too. Let's all be Betty for Halloween. <laughs> yes, do it. We have a cosplay competition. Like, I'll be Betty. Oh, yeah. I'm, I back it. I was like, how badass is Betty right now? I want to be her. I want to be her when I grow up. <laughs> Bobby, you're taking the words out of my mouth. I literally was going to say, like, this whole time I've been, like, sitting here um, and just I'm so feeling so blessed to even just like be speaking with you on this, to be honest. Um, and just like as you were saying that, I'm like, man, Betty is such a badass. Like, this is so great. Just everything that you've been saying, um, I think, resonates across the board um, through and through. So thanks for being that. And like, thank you. yeah. And Bobby, thanks for hosting this. Like, this has been so amazing. Um, it has it's been fun yeah of course um i just yeah betty your qualities as a you're you're a real leader in this space i think we're all if we don't know it already we're starting to discover that we need people like you uh 
just you're just unflappable. I love when I ask you about the floor and you're just like, I don't give a shit. My project is the best. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why, yeah. why should you worry? You know exactly where this is going and you see it. Um, yeah, of course we can't sway you from that. Um, no, that's it. But um, I think what I like is uh, what was said before about the dog being on the chain. Like that's very much how I felt. Like I have. Uh, all of this energy to throw into um, creating change and, and leading. And uh, I've suddenly found this uh, opportunity and this platform and uh, to have this respectful discourse with people um, to be able to find our way in doing that together has been uh, a real blessing. So to be received in the way that I am uh, is quite shocking to me because I, I feel that I am quite polarizing. I can be polarizing sometimes, but I think I'm just saying what people need to say. And it's quite scary to say that as a woman in a male dominated space. Um, so I hope that, I hope that I can uh, do that justice. Yeah. It's someone who's been, I've been very vocal about my politics and activism since I was 16 years old, but especially over the last 10 to 15 years on social and um, I've been asked a lot about that uh, in building a brand and how that might affect uh, my audience. What I've realized is that, uh, sure, there's some people who are turned off by my work and my art because of my outspokenness on certain social issues. But more than anything, what it does, it, it cultivates a real um, honesty around the brand where even if people don't necessarily agree with every one of my viewpoints on topics, uh, they know that I'm telling the truth. And Betty, as you're up here and you're speaking your mind, I might not agree with every single word that comes out of your mouth, but I appreciate you because, I, and I trust you, because not agree with every single word that comes out of your mouth, but I appreciate you because, I, and I trust you because I know you're being truthful and honest with me. Uh, if you were just trying to appease me, saying things to that I wanted to hear to get money out of me, uh, I wouldn't stick with the brand for too long, uh, but the re but I love the brand even more because I know you're going to give it to me straight, whether it's going to hurt, uh, whether it's something that I necessarily need to hear at the moment or want to hear. Um, and so I think and this is kind of beside the point of everything, but in brand building, I think it is important to be vocal about your stance on things at the risk of losing people who might be offended. Uh, at the end of the day, they'll still, you know, they will appreciate you for being honest. Um, I just, I, I wanted to make a, a larger point about, uh, people behind projects. And we have this mantra with our brand of people over product. And, um, I was, I was on the phone, uh, I had a zoom this afternoon with a friend and I don't mean to name drop, but, um, it was, it was Reese Witherspoon's husband, Jim. And Jim was asking me, cause they're currently working together and, and working on Reese's NFT program. Um, I'm sure you've been seeing her kind of uh, talk about that here and there. And, um, and he was asking me what projects I'm looking to, you know, what appealed to me. And, you know, when I'm out there in the space, I'm surfing the open sea, like, what is it that really calls out to me? And it's the same that I, uh, philosophy that I've, I've brought to any investment um, that I've made, any brand that we choose to collaborate with. It's always the people. I, I, I kind of almost don't care about the medium or the product. Um, I'm always looking at the people behind them because 
I said this earlier, even with NFTs, I don't even know if they're going to sustain in this iteration, this visual iteration or the aesthetic of what it is right now. Like your NFT might change over time. So what you're really betting on and what you're really investing in are the people and the founders behind the projects. And so if you liked what you had heard today, if you felt like there was something that resonated with you in these conversations, um, please consider the founders behind the projects and the art. And then consider the art if that's something that you want to collect or um, quote unquote invest into. Uh, speaking of Reese, like she was, um, I think she is in the room and we're going to bring her up right now. Reese, uh, you are invited to speak. Reese, Reese, are you here? Okay, so I sent out a speaking request. This was kind of like a Hail Mary. I'm glad we got her at the last second because she's been busy filming all day. Um, but let's see if we can get Reese to invite, I don't know if, uh, ABS, let's see. I'm talking to Jim right now. She's on, she's on. I'm trying to invite her up right now. Okay, there she is. Reese, unmute yourself. I'm Hi, trying. how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm actually <laughs> on set of a movie, but I was so interested in what you were talking about. And I thought, um, Jim just said that, you know, you have such great ideas about the importance of finding out who the founders are behind the NFTs. And that's really important to me, you know, as a mission at Hell Sunshine, we're trying to support female creators in every aspect and every vertical of creation. And so I'm just learning and listening from you. And it's so fascinating. We're, well, we're always learning and listening to you, Reese. I think you're a real beacon and a North star uh, in your own right. And we're just so excited. I was telling Jim this earlier today, what you're going to be able to bring, not just in terms of validation or, um, or any of that to the NFT space, but I think your insight as a woman, as a female founder, as an accomplished business person in this space is going to be really, really, really compelling and innovative. Um, I know you've been kind of looking at NFTs here and there. Like, what do you think about all of it? Uh, I think it's fascinating. I think I'm really excited about the utility side of it, too, as it speaks to the media business and opportunity for artists to collaborate and have these in real life experiences um, that are just going to kind of level up the entire experience for for the user and the consumer. Um, and it just I love that it's an opportunity to get artists paid. I've worked in an industry for 30 years that you know, the work we create is not always owned by the people who make it. So it's a new world. It's really exciting. And I'm just, you know, listening, learning, looking around and probably talking to all these people who are on here. Um, just trying to learn more and be, you know, engaged with people who are creating incredible content and art, you know, beautiful art. Um, I, I just want to so, yeah, jump in. I don't <laughs> know ahead. if I'll ever get the chance to um to speak to you directly again. <laughs> right? <laughs> you never know. But, um, <laughs> um, I just want to say that the line that you say as Elwood's "What like it's hard" has driven me <laughs> has driven me my entire life. Like it's driven me through. Oh, I could cry. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> Oh, honey, well, that's very thoughtful. Yeah, it's sweet. It's driven my energy and and um and passion, and it's like that that fuck you rage against the machine energy. 
um, that line kind of, I've taken that with me through my life. So this is kind of crazy. And um, what the hell, Bobby? (laughs) (laughs) This has nothing to do with me. This is all Reese and Jim, so. No, and I think, you know, it's really important, that energy that says, like, why not me? You know, and I really, that has always been my question at the, at the center of starting my own business or getting involved or learning more about new things. I'm so interested in a world where things are decentralized. The opportunities um, are not predicated by where you were born or what you look like. It's literally just an equal playing ground where people can support each other and collaborate. And that is so exciting as somebody who's worked inside a closed door business for a really long time. This feels like, the beginning, the very, very beginning of really exciting moves for so many artists and creators. I'm excited to see you here, uh, Reese, because I read yeah. Brooke Baldwin's book, uh, Huddle, and then she did that that big uh, section on you and Hello Sunshine. And it was really exciting to see how you platform women um, in creative spaces in like throughout the entire part of the whole production process. Um, and to platform women creators, women's stories, like, and like creating your own huddle the way, you know, Brooke, Brooke talks about it in her book. Um, and really like, like, like taking, taking that to the nth degree, like, like that huddle mentality with women, um, like almost on steroids. So I'm so excited to see you in this room and to just be able to share with you how impactful and inspiring, um, to see what you're doing with Hello Sunshine is to me and like, what a breath of fresh air as a, as a woman creator and creative who has been like bumping her head up against the glass ceiling for, you know, ever um, to the point where I had to just create my own agency. Cause I was going nowhere despite bringing in, you know, right. millions and millions and millions of dollars into the agency I was working in. Um, mm-hmm. I just had to leave because it was like, ne- like literally I had creative directors, executive creative directors say, you're never, we're never going to put you there. It's for men. Ugh. Um, How frustrating. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I just I want to say you're an inspiration. I think you're doing amazing things, and and thank, thank you, you for your contributions. Well, I'll just double down on something that you said. Like, this, there's so much power in creative partnership too. I would never be where Hello Sunshine would never be where it is if I hadn't collaborated with nine or ten incredible people who bring their own proficiencies to it. So there's such it's so important to to collaborate, you know, you just double your, your market viability, your creativity, um, you know, your ingenuity, anything, innovation. And um, so I'm excited to just learn more. I'm so baby new in this space. So I feel like uh, I just, I should listen a little bit. You have feel, a feel free to reach t- out, <laughs> reach out whenever you want. Um, uh, Brooke, Brooke is actually friends with uh, Danko. And that's how I oh, got okay. the book um, to read about um, that section. So it was like so funny. It's like like such a circuitous pathway. Be- Before we yeah. let Reese go, is there any uh, sage piece of advice that uh, any of you up on stage want to give her about the NFT world? Anything that she should be looking for or um, getting excited about? Uh, for me, I think that um, moving into... I've had friends work with... Um, celebrities on nft projects and i know that um if you're engaged in the space prior to uh doing what you're going to be doing in a respectful way like i know that 
you are and have been, Reese, and taking, um, you know, notes on who to listen to and who to support and that sort of thing. I think that sets you up to be well-received because uh, it can be quite brutal. So if you uh, do receive um, negative feedback from what you're doing, which we all have, um, just not to – I mean, I know you probably you probably know um, negative feedback from what you're doing, which we all have, Um just not to, I mean, I know you probably, you probably know how to navigate that anyway, but you're a human being and, um, yeah, just to not take it personally and to just, um, keep doing what you're doing. I think it's an amazing thing that people like you are stepping into the space and especially as champion, championing women and, um, yeah. I really appreciate that. That's great advice. Just to kind of piggyback off of Betty, I would say lean into your community that is supporting you um, like through and through, like lean into it because there is going to be a lot of people um, that are going to FUD you like hands down. We've seen it across the board with a lot of celebrities just because people don't necessarily understand NFTs. They don't understand the utility behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, so lean into those and lean into the community that you that that is going to embrace you. Um a hundred percent. And thank you for being, you know, a female within the space um, that's a leader outside of the NFT space and, you know, kind of coming here and becoming a leader here as well. It speaks worlds about you as an individual um, and as a woman within the space. So much. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. This is so yeah. great. Also ask as many, many questions like, we are all here as like uh, supporters and, you know, as Rachel, Rad, Betty, like as females within this male dominated space, we have 110% um, kind of already been through a good amount. Um, so don't be afraid to ask us questions. If okay. you, you know, <laughs> if you, I, I know you already have like, I'm sure a team of people, but we're here no, as females he- in the space. It's so great to hear you say that because this is a whole new world and the experts are all beginning, right? So you guys have had much more experience here in this space. And um, I really appreciate you being so open to people coming in and, you know, um, and sharing your knowledge and your gift and your art and your creativity. And um, it's really, it's really important to bring more people in because in the right way, I think. I think that the the gatekeeping that we see um, in the real world and in the old ways that industry has worked um, and especially in the art spaces, um, I do think that while we talk about, you know, wanting to break away from that, there's also a lot of gatekeeping in this space. Um, And I think that being open to people engaging in it in the right way, as you said, Reese, is so important because uh, we need to stay decentralized and we need to make it so that people are not coming in and, uh, you know, doing their thing and then dipping out as we've seen quite a, a few other well-known people. It's like, it's all about creating value and building the space together. And it's very important to meld those worlds. And so I'm, I'm very happy personally to see it happening. Um, so thank you, Reese. Yeah. Well, I'm just excited to see what's coming. I'm going to go back to set, but I, thank you so much for letting me join and y'all have a great rest of your Thank talk. you so much, Reese. Uh, All right. Thanks, Bonnie. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Bye, y'all. All right. We appreciate you.
Um, everyone watch the morning show. <laughs> they are on their second uh, season right now. It's so good. And Reese is, is starring on that. I, I just needed to plug that for her. Uh, that was pretty cool. We were tr- oh, That was kind of a surprise for everyone. I'm glad it worked out. That was awesome. Um, I didn't even tell any of our amazing speakers today about that, but um, I'm, I'm really happy. Um, okay, uh, let's see here. I, I want to let everyone go. I, everyone has very busy schedules. So um, if there's any last parting words before I drop my uh, little housekeeping duties at the end, um, Rachel, Betty, Taylor, Radlaser, Falcon... I- uh, speaking of the add. political the political thing, I just wanted to mention, you know, when I was a kid, I remember my mom making posters for ERA. And for anybody who doesn't know what ERA, it was the Equal Rights Amendment that did not pass. We still do not have an Equal Rights Amendment um, for the United States, which means that we don't have a law that says women should be paid the same amount as men. We don't have it as, as it was written. We don't really have something like that. So the fact that we have to, to, to like still continue to say, Hey, here's like female founders in NFT space or female anything, or like having to create female centric production companies like Reese's um, hello sunshine. is just kind of mind boggling when you think about like, that's half the population on the planet earth. And then when you further segment that down to 80% of the world's purchasing decisions that are made are made by women, 80%. So when you look at like all of these industries, all of these decision makers, all of these creative um, endeavors that are like meant to sway us or inspire us or whatever that are all coming from uh, male voices, it's not political. It's kind of insidious it, to say that, that, you know, to say that this is how it's worked and like, oh, that you're political if you're calling that out. You're political if you're trying to um, move, move it to a more equitable place. Um, it, it, it's still like, here we are, like how many years later and we're still going, oh, hey, here's some women doing things in a, like, it's like the male gaze is the default, just like white is the default, um, racially speaking. It's like, oh, then that's what you lump on everybody else. Whereas opposed, like, why can't this be a level playing field? Why can't everybody who is actively participating in the world as humans have, that same kind of platform. So I, Betty, I would like totally agree with you. Like anything you ever see from me publicly is like my pinky nail of like my true feelings in terms of like um, activism, social justice, um, environmental justice, all of those kinds of things that like really benefit us all. It's not political. It benefits us because we live on this planet and we collectively have to keep this, this spaceship that we're hurtling through space on intact. It's the only thing we have, <laughs> you know, that's like, that's all I we think, have. So I think, we do. I think that, um, I think I agree with what, with what you're saying. And I think that as well to, to expand on that, um, my message to people here and to, for you guys listening to take away with you is I would like to change the narrative of supporting women in the space because I've seen so many tweets like, you know, uh, I bought this project because I have a daughter and I have a wife. That's not how you should be framing that. We are so often only humanized uh, in the context of you having a relationship with a woman. Um, and that's that's not uh, where our humanity begins. And it's not where our talent comes from. And it's not where our passions come from. 
Uh, I want to see female uh, and femme traits off the floor. I want to see people uh, appreciated for their work and not just held as a, a sideshow, like, look at me, I'm supporting women. So actively find women creators, actively find gender diverse creators, give them platforms, make space for them, buy what they're making, uh, listen to what they're saying and and start a discourse. Because what you were saying, Bobby, about like, you might not agree with what I say entirely, I might not agree with what you say entirely, but it's about co-creating that discourse of change to really see the future where we want it to be. Um, so yeah, I want you all to take that away. And thank you for listening to me. Thank you, Bobby, for giving me the space to speak and for connecting me with one of my heroes. Very uh, chill on, <laughs> on a Monday morning. Um, yeah, so I'll step down now. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're amazing, Betty. Thank you so much uh, for joining me and joining us all on stage today. Yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of really spun. Just the, the conversation was so important. Rachel and I were just speaking and she's like, do we have to stop this? And I was like, it was supposed to stop 20 minutes ago. Um, but the conversation is critical. It's one that we do not hear often, if at all, uh, in this crypto space in NFTs. And so I'm eager to hear and, and to listen to uh, you more, um, the women who are up on stage and, and anyone who's trying to get into this space and disrupt. Um, I'm going to just quickly wrap it up. You, you've been listening to Adam Bomb Squad Presents Bomb Talk. I do this every week. The first episode was with uh, Steve Aoki. And then last week we had Nick from Diamond. Uh, those episodes are actually up on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This one today, if you miss any portion of it, I will be uploading it uh, for in time for the next show uh, uh, next Monday. So that's kind of how we do it. As we're live with one, we post the uh, prior episode. Please get out there and support Deadfellas and Ethereals. Now that you know the founders and the creators behind these projects and you've heard things that they have to say, um, please get out and support. These are artists there. We're all trying to make it out here and we're all trying to build this new future uh, lastly, we have, I don't know how you pronounce it, POAPs or POPES. I've heard it both ways. We instituted one for this episode. POAP. Uh, POAP. Uh, yeah. Sandy, I don't know if Sandy, if you can unmute yourself. Sandy is our head captain here at Adam Bomb Squad. Also an, um, another amazing woman who is uh, trying to, is really revolutionizing crypto in my opinion. And uh, Sandy, I want you to talk about uh -huh. Uh, what what trying to is really revolutionizing crypto in my opinion and uh, Sandy I want you to talk about uh, what what you're That's doing so sweet. <laughs> yeah well come on we all know this we wouldn't be here without Sandy <laughs> we say it all I wouldn't be here without Sandy for sure she's the only way that we got through this entire journey uh, but talk about the POAP thing real quick if you if you have a moment yeah, so if you guys want to swipe on the pinned tweets on the third one, there is a link to our Atom Bomb Squad. I should say very happy to announce we're going to be giving away a pull-up. So this is like a free NFT. So anybody who doesn't have an NFT, this could be your first one. And you get it for free for simply just attending this bomb talk. Um, so if you just want to hit on there and there's going to be a form, I suggest you fill it out right now because as soon as this thing is over, we're going to shut off um, submissions. So go ahead and fill it out, include your ETH address, and then we'll go ahead and send you your first NFT for attending. 
Thanks, Andy. And um, I don't even know if we should disclose this number, but there are thousands of people who signed up for the POAP. <laughs> There's so many. Oh, my it was, God. It, and it was already yeah. like that before Reese joined the room. Um, but yeah. I'm it's, signing it's, up right now. <laughs> okay. I'm going to wait till you finish, Rachel, and then we'll close out the room. <laughs> yeah. Um, Taylor, what do you, I was what gonna, do you any final thoughts? I was going to do this too. And, um, the POAPs are absolutely amazing for anyone who hasn't had a POAP before. We're big on POAPs in the ethereals too. So I'm really happy to be able to get an Atom Bomb Squad one. Just want to say thank you again, Bobby, for this and the whole hundreds team. This has been absolutely amazing. Betty, it was a pleasure speaking with you. And thank you everyone for being here and, you know, supporting us along on this journey. Yeah, the only way we're we're gonna get through this thing and to build this thing is by connecting and building relationships with each other. It's it's truly the only way. Uh, it, the the technology is too hard. The barriers are so high. They're intentionally set high to keep and fence a lot of us out. Um, and so we will we have to work together. And in order to do that, we have to find each other. We have to converse. We have to reach out and try. Um, it's very lonely out there. I, it's, it's bizarre because we have so much more technology to bring us together and to bridge us, uh, network wise. But I, I, I know this personally, and you probably know this as well, especially over the last two years, we have become more isolated, more distanced, more disconnected from each other. And as amazing as NFTs and crypto have been, um, in terms of bringing new communities and forging new friendships, um, uh, the uh, loneliness is still very much a factor, I think, and the darkness part of it. So um, we're just doing our part with this show to, to bring a little bit light to the room and show you that, hey, in the shadows where I'm out here also, <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to move some NFTs to my ledger. I'm trying to figure out how to mint something or do a, a PO app. I think this is our very first one. We're a little bit later to the game, but um, we did it just by reaching out and asking for help. You know, same with Reese. She's, she's just out here asking for help from the community. She's listening. And uh, we, we need to be doing more of that and being receptive and help each other. I, I, I'm very hopeful for what that future looks like. All right, everyone. Well, you listen to another uh, episode of Bomb Talk. We'll be back next Monday. I appreciate everyone. Again, if you missed it, I'll be posting it up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast in a week. And again, thank you to everyone in the room. Have a good night or a good morning if you're in Australia. <laughs>